You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is AEW Weekly. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson, and unfortunately this week, uh, we don't have the man who always deals in kayfabe, uh, Matthew Kayfabe. His family invented kayfabe, by the way, uh, that's, and it's named after his family. If, you, if you're wondering, he's, um, he's taking a break, he's taking a holiday, so he'll be back next week, nothing to worry about, but you know... Uh, I thought I'd kick it old school and do a solo episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sort of briefly give my thoughts about uh, Full Gear and then this uh, this week's Dynamite, which obviously feeds off, uh, off uh, Full Gear. I think we Matt and I were sort of speaking about the booking decisions that... Uh, we thought would happen and what needed to happen in full gear. And, and, and I think um, you want to talk about a return to form considering that the prior pay-per-view, uh, this was it. Um, I don't remember enjoying watching a pay-per-view as much as, uh, as I have this one for, for a while. It has been a little bit locked, uh, a, a little bit difficult in this lockdown environment to really sort of remember um Everything just sort of blurs into one, but I, I, I did very, very much enjoy um, watching this Kenny Omega be- beating Hangman Page in, in what was, I thought, and, and Matt has given me some very brief uh, thoughts on Full Gear. This was his favourite match of the night, and, I, and I, it's not mine, but I completely understand where he's coming from. Um, it, it, was, it just told, it was just a great resolution to what had been a pretty great story. Uh, Kenny Omega is now the number one contender, and as we had sort of said previously, we, you know, I think that's um, that, that's probably the right call. Uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, I think, is something that um, everyone can get into, especially with uh, heel Kenny Omega sort of uh, galloping up over the over the hill. Um, if I had one complaint about this. Uh, pay-per-view is probably a little long uh you know matches like orange cassidy versus uh john silver probably didn't need to be on there you know i can i can understand that they want to give those guys pay-per-view time especially orange cassidy it's a selling point but it probably just did i mean the pay-per-view ran at about three hours and 40 minutes so that's a huge investment for anybody 
even if you're the most rabid AEW or WWE fan, I mean, to invest four hours into something, um, I just think it's something that wrestling people really need to start thinking about and looking into. I mean, if you, Matt and I do another show about WCW Nitro, and I mean, each week when I sit down to watch it and notice that it's 45 minutes or 50 minutes, the relief <laughs> that like uh, just washes over me is um, palpable, you know? And, and also like, you know, I, I think it forces, you know, speaking from someone who does do a little bit of writing and, and is doing a bit at the moment. I mean, I know we could be, uh, I can be pointed out as being a hypocrite here with our podcast, but um if you've got a limited amount of time, I think it helps with storytelling because then you have to make decisions on what's important and what isn't important. And I think Dynamite at two hours is probably about right. You cut the ad breaks out; it's about an hour and a half. I think it, if anything goes any longer than that, it starts to become uh, hard to fill all of that space. Um, I know the counter argument to that would be, well, you know, uh, on the pay per view, that's the that's the blow off to the majority of the angles, and you want to let the the boys and girls have their twenty thirty minute matches to really sell the payoff of that storyline. I get that, but I just if you if you're trying to get anyone other than me or you, dear listener, watching wrestling again, I think. As an industry, wrestling needs to start thinking about that because it's just, it's out of control. If you were watching everything, you know, I mean, there's some weeks where WWE and AEW have pay-per-views. And if you were trying to watch everything across the board, you would legitimately end up with close to 20 hours of content to watch in a week. You know, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, I barely have that amount of leisure time. So it's just asking a lot of not only the rusted on fans to invest that much time into watching the product, whatever side of whatever product it is that you're watching. Um, but it is a huge ask, you know. To like, let's say you want to, you've got a mate who's kind of into the wrestling, you know, uh, and you're like, oh, do you want to come around and watch it? And he says, yeah, yeah. How long does this thing go for? four hours <laughs> you know like it's kind of i think most people are gonna be like oh yeah i don't know i don't know anyway um that's my little rant on that darby allen picked up the tnt title over cody rhodes this is the correct booking and it was done in a, in a cool way uh getting team taz involved afterwards and beating down on uh darby was was great um, Cody doesn't need a title to be Cody Rhodes, um, and this elevates Darby Allen. So I was really happy with that. Next up, we had Hikaru Shida who beat Nyla Rose. Um, I was pretty stunned by this result. Um, in a way, I'm happy that Shida gets another chance, or more importantly, AEW gets another chance to do something with Hikaru. Um, like, please. Give her a story. <laughs> something. Give her something, guys. Because um, she's great in ring. 
Um, but yeah, you're just not giving her anything. I mean, why do any of us care about her? You know. Um, besides the fact of like, well, she's the champ. Like that's great, but there's got to be something. It's got to be more than that. It can't. You know, I know. I, uh, just on Twitter today, there was some back and forth between uh, uh, but uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt Baker. So that's an angle I think everyone could get into. Um, and I know I've, I've sort of been saying the last month, like, oh, it's time for Sheeta to go, blah, blah, blah. I just want to reiterate again that it's not, it's not because myself, and I, I think I could probably speak for Matt here as well, think that she's a bad wrestler or we don't want to see her again or anything like that. This has been one of the few occasions I think that um, AEW's booking has let a, a talent down. Um, anyway, it, she won and that's, that's cool. It'll just be interesting to see. We really need to start to see something happening in, in the women's division. That's more than five, 10 minutes every week on dynamite. Uh, next up, we had the AEW tag team champions, FTR taking on the young bucks. Um, I, I was wrong again. Nick and Matt won this and, um, you know, I wasn't wasn't overly upset um i'm i'm you know i i don't want it to get vince russo where belts are swapping every week but you know i don't i don't think it i don't think it uh i don't think it hurts a team like ftr to drop the titles they came in they got the titles they dropped them to the bucks you will see these teams wrestle again, and FTR will beat the Young Bucks to become champions again, and that's cool. I, I'm happy to see more of these guys um, doing stuff together. Maybe not immediately, um, but yeah, this match was great. Uh, I, you know, I really like both of both teams. Um, I, I and we'll get to Dynamite in a second. I'm, I've seen that the Young Bucks are swung back to being a face team which i'm not overly keen on but i know everyone else would be happy with that so again i thought this was was good booking uh man the elite deletion match uh i loved this match this is everything I, you know i said to matthew during the week we do actually talk to each other outside of the podcast uh and you know or like about wrestling or music um or politics uh but anyway uh i just asked him like you know he's you know, very busy and then was going on holidays or have you watched full gear yet he's like yeah yeah um and i said i'll guess which match i love and he didn't he wasn't sure and i was like oh it was this one and i said you know it's everything that i love about pro wrestling it, it's silly but uh told a story uh, it was hard hitting. There were hardcore elements to it. Um, you know, it was imaginative. I I know there will be criticism of like, oh well, we've seen this before on TNA. This is just another deletion match, but we haven't seen much of it on AEW. And I was really glad that Matt Hardy was allowed to do what Matt Hardy does. Um, it may have been Matt Hardy's call recently to do the sort of many, you know, the three faces of Matt Hardy or the seven faces of Matt Hardy, whatever he's been doing recently. Um, 
but this was great. And Sammy Guevara is a star. I mean, the, he he will be a top guy in AEW. You could maybe make an argument that he already is, but the apprenticeship that he is doing with Chris Jericho in the inner circle and doing stuff like this with Matt Hardy, uh, it's very apparent that the older guys in the locker room see huge potential with Sammy Guevara and... and you know, I mean, the cameos from Gangrel and the Hurricane, um, you know, uh, Ortiz and Santana were great. Uh, Private Party were great. Everyone who showed up in this um, did fantastically well. And, um, you know, man, it's just, I mean, Matt's retort to me was, uh, so it was everything that you loved about professional wrestling except for actual wrestling. <laughs> I was like, there were two rings in the match. That means there's double the wrestling. Um, but it, it's that thing, you know, I mean, um, it's one of the few things that I have taken from Bruce Pritchard and, and really agree with him on, that you need to have different types of things or different types of matches on a pay-per-view. Um, one, because it breaks things up a little bit, um, but it gets different types of people to watch it, and, you know, I've always been sort of teased for this stance, but I'll never back down from it. I like bizarre left of center wrestling because my attitude is like, this thing is already ridiculous. <laughs> it's already ridiculous. So why not, you know, I'm not saying every match should be like, the, you know, like there was a time three or four months ago where everyone was like, oh, is wrestling just cinematic matches now? No, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that should happen, but they have their place. And if they're done well, uh, done with love and with imagination, then it can, I, I, you know, this is the type of match that you could show to mates who either lapsed wrestling fans or, you know, your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, who's not that into it and just do a test with them, you know. I mean, this sounds like a fun Saturday night. Honey, I've got a test for you. But, like, you know, challenge them. You're like, look, watch this and tell me that you're not entertained by it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not denying it's not stupid. I'm not denying it's not silly. But that's the point. Tell me that you don't get some enjoyment out of it by the end of the match. If they say no, then obviously you need to break up with them because they hate wrestling. Um, But... (laughs) um, yeah, uh, I I just, you know, I could literally do an hour on how much I love that match, but um, don't have that kind of time. I was thinking that this was only going to be like a 10, 15 minute episode, and we're already, already up to that, so I'll try and keep going. MJF beats Chris Jericho, um, and he's allowed to join the inner circle. We'll sort of talk about this more uh, on Dynamite, um, but but this was a great match as well. Um, I, I thought the last three matches were really strong. Um, you know, I love everything that Chris Jericho uh, does professionally. And, and um, you know, uh, there was a moment when I was watching this match of like, oh, man, we're only going to have a couple more years of watching this, you know. Um, not to be a Debbie Downer about it, but, it, you know, in a way it's an opportunity for us to start to sort of 
think, you know, he turned 50 during the week. So, I mean, in <laughs> who knows? Certain wrestlers just can't stop doing it. But I, I don't. I see Chris probably being around wrestling, but moving into maybe commentary or producing or, um, you know, I know he loves being out there and being in the limelight, but, uh, but anyway, um, you know, uh, this whole story has been great. Uh, it has not ended. This is just the beginning. Uh, this match and everyone involved was, was fantastic. Um, and then John Moxley, Got Eddie Kingston to say I quit. I loved this match. Um, you know, I really believed. I really believed the story that these guys were telling. Um, even though it was kind of a short-ish run, I um, I loved it, and I and you know, I want to see Eddie Kingston do more. Um, it's weird, man, because you know in NWA, you know, I didn't hate him or anything like that, but it, he just sort of. I didn't notice him. Um, yeah, his, I wouldn't say improvement because he's kind of doing the same thing, but he's just so magnetic, you know, like as soon as he walks out on stage, you know, if you're looking at your phone, you put it down. If you're on your laptop, you shut the laptop, you know, like if you're talking to your mate, everyone shuts up and, and watches him. He has... It's hard to quantify what he has. I think it, it like it comes from in what is essentially a or what is perceived from outside of wrestling fandom something that is fake. You know, it's all fake is always the first word that you know non-wrestling people bring up with you. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've had this conversation where you inevitably tell someone the embarrassing fact that you are into pro wrestling as an adult. <laughs> and, you know, um, the more sort of moronic people that you have those conversations with will be like, you know, it's fake. Um, so when wrestling has that reputation, even though you try and explain that, like, well, no, it's kind of meta now and this and that, blah, blah. Eddie Kingston just comes a, a, along as, or just comes across as real. Um, and this match did. Uh, and I and I, I loved it. I, I really love full gear, and there was a sense of kind of um, relief for me as an probably an official AEW guy. Now it's been a sort of slow and gradual thing. I started off at a point where I was like, "No, no, this is great." Now I've got two companies to like, and um, you know, I've just uh, well, a few things. I mean. <laughs> WWE have just gone full heel, you know, like the company has turned into a heel itself against its fans, against its roster, um, you know, like just this, I don't even know where to start. I got to use an example of like nine things jump, jump into my conscious mind immediately. And there's always been that sort of element of WWE where, you know, I've ignored it. It's been like, ah, they're not great, but, you know, like, there's a lot of worse people out there. And even when AEW started, I was like, well, it's not like the Khans are the greatest family of all time. You you don't get that much money by being nice. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I, I just really look forward to watching the product. And there was a, the, my sense of relief came from the last pay-per-view. 
I was like, maybe they've run out of ideas. Maybe the steam is, you know, disappearing out of the the engine. Um, is that a is that a metaphor? Is that something people say? I don't think it is. Anyway, um, but they're back, baby. So I was uh, was just happy. I was just, you know, and and ultimately, you know, no matter what you're watching or what you're into. As long as wrestling's bringing us happiness, I suppose, you know, that's the only, it's really the only marker that needs to be hit, you know? Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. Cool. You know? But it's fun to talk about the intricacies, right? Um, let's get into Dynamite. Um, we started... The episode with Matt Seidel versus Brian Cage. Uh, Brian Cage won this one. Um, I was into seeing these guys wrestle each other. It was sort of that thing of like, oh, cool. You know, I know these guys from different places. I've never seen them wrestle before. There's always, I know, they just, AEW have that, you know, even if I'm wrong, you know, maybe the majority of you guys have seen these guys wrestle in other places, whether it's Ring of Honor or, you know, Impact or whatever it might be. Um, but I hadn't. And so, I don't know, there was just, you know, I was like, this is cool. I'm I'm into watching these guys wrestle. And it's good to see that they're, yes, it's on dark, but they are sort of pushing Seidel a little bit because I've always had a soft spot for him. Um, and I thought he handled himself pretty well in this match. Um, but I'm very disappointed that uh, Matt isn't here to talk about this because I, I know he'll be happy about the very apparent push that Brian Cage is um, is getting. Uh, but anyway, we'll speak about that next time. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out, uh, gets confronted by Jay Cargill, uh, who I don't know anything about, so I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to piss people off. Uh, and then <laughs> she drops the bombshell uh, that... Shaq is going to come and wrestle Cody at some point. That seems to be what's happening. Um, that he's awoken a giant. And um, yeah, that Shaquille O'Neal is going to <laughs> come and wrestle uh, Cody Rhodes. I don't know. I'm kind of into it, man. Um, I thought Brandy who is someone I have criticized quite a bit. Um, I don't know whether... I think some of it's been fair. Uh, I think some of it is her association with the Nightmare Collective slash family, which I'm just a bit... I don't know. I, I, whenever I smell nepotism, it always kind of bugs me in wherever it might be. Uh, but she was great in this segment. She killed it. Um you know, if we get to see more of this uh, Brandy, then I'm into it. I think ultimately Brandy, right? Like, it's either she is a wrestler or she isn't. There seems to be this sort of like, you know, they push her out there a little bit and then they pull her back and they push her out there. It's like, look, we all know that she's Cody's wife, but she can wrestle a little bit. Give her the opportunity, man. Like put her out there, put her in a, in a storyline, which I think they're doing here and just let her sink or swim. If she, if she does well, everyone will be into it. If she doesn't, then, you know, 
everyone will have their fucking say on Twitter. And she can go back to, to being, you know, a valet or a manager or whatever the case may be. But anyway, I was into this. Uh, the bunkhouse match. I think Matt and I would get a lot of fun out of talking about this if it was just the two of them. But seeing it's just me, I'll, you know. Everyone in this match uh, gave 110%. And it was a much, you know, it's a bunkhouse match, essentially a hardcore match. Um, you know, I, the thing that was annoying is Excalibur kept trying to set up Tony and the bad boy uh, to explain what a bunkhouse match was, and they just kept both getting distracted. It was like, sp- <laughs> talk about a couple of old men. But, yeah, look, I mean, nothing's going to get me into QT Marshall, but I, I thought his, um, he, did a, he did a job well uh, in this match. I mean, he... he they won and they got over Butcher and the Blade. Hopefully, they get sent back to Dark. Um, listening to Cody Rhodes on AW Restricted this week, though, and how often he mentioned QT Marshall, I don't know if that's going to be the case, uh, unfortunately. Uh, next up, we've got uh, MJF being inducted into the Inner Circle. Um, th- this had some moments that I was into. Um, yeah, like uh, MJF doing a poem that were Drake lyrics made me laugh. Um, Ortiz called that out straight away. Um, Jericho basically saying to Ortiz, like, well, if you've got a problem with MJF, you've got a problem with me because I was the one who brought, you know, I, I made the stipulation. I've brought MJF in. MJF then says that he's got tickets for Vegas for everybody. And... Um, you know, they head off out of the ring. Um, next up, Scorpio Sky versus Sean Spears. That happened. Uh, next up, we've got Red Velvet versus Tay Conti. Uh, kind of a similar thing here as well. Uh, Conti got the win. Um, she resisted being a bad, like being a heel to do it. So I think this is uh, setting up a... Uh, feud with um uh with Anna J. Um I don't know. It was it was fine, but again, like there isn't much story going on here. Like a little blossom of a story came out of this match, but it needs to be explored. And I know Matt and I bang on about this every week. But you're meant to be the inclusive um promotion you meant to be the, pro- the forward thinking promotion uh you know the the promotion for young people i know i don't count in that area but you know people are cool funky dudes like matt and everyone else his age and younger um you know just a forward thinking promotion that's the way aw forward thinking inclusive you know all things that i you know are really important to me but when you're the, the women just need more love man and i know the argument would be like oh well you know the roster's not debtful enough and all that kind of thing how do you know if you're not gonna like if you don't give them a, if you don't give any of them an opportunity outside of five six minute matches every week you're not gonna know you need to give them an angle you need to give them storylines you know anyway uh next up we have ray phoenix versus penta alzira mido um this was another amazing match between these two. I could watch them wrestle 
every week. Uh, the sort of underlying storyline of um, uh, Eddie Kingston trying to split them up. Uh, I liked it's. Yeah, I mean it's not. It's been it's only been a couple of weeks in the making, but um, the thing that I did like we Penta defeated Phoenix again. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out and kicks Ray Phoenix out of the ring. Basically, you know, it's like Penta's my best friend. Like, let's just let's just you and me hang out and like don't worry about Ray Phoenix. He's the worst. Blah 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 blah. And then Pac comes out uh, and immediately goes after Eddie Kingston. Uh, which is just great storytelling um, in the sense of like, you know, the Lucha Brothers being part of Eddie Kingston's pack, the Kingston boys, uh, pack and uh, the Lucha Brothers having their death triangle that only lasted a few weeks before, you know, the dreaded vid came along. But there is some history there and they drew on that to to kick off this storyline and their pack looks great. It, he's another welcome addition back to the roster. Another top guy for them to to draw upon. Eddie Kingston versus Pack. Yeah, man, give me more of that. You know, uh, give me all of it. Um, yeah, but really good dynamite. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Full Gear was great. Dynamite was great. Um, yeah. I can't believe I went 30 minutes on my own. <laughs> uh, well, essentially, it's two episodes in one. But, um, yeah. Uh, every day when I uh, look at our stats, I'm amazed by how many people are downloading this and listening to it and enjoying it. And um, either on YouTube or through all, all your podcast uh, platform choice. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, I mean, Matt and I would get together every week and talk about wrestling anyway, but to be able to do this with a good friend and, and um, have fun and then also have other people be into that is a really amazing feeling. You guys make that possible. Um, you know, like, without you, there is no podcast that doesn't, exist if you put a podcast out no one listens to it does it exist no <laughs> the answer is no um so thank you so much guys um rate and review us keep telling your friends about us uh any way that you can support us will we appreciate it you can follow us on all the socials i'm going to wrap it up there and uh, get out of your hair we'll be back to normal programming next week uh, matthew will be back uh, we'll have a Nitro episode out on Monday, uh, Dynamite, later in the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, depending on schedules, but we will be back, and um, yeah, until then, Pepe's dead, brother friends. <laughs>